When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show was produced rushed and without a script. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. <laughs> and now it's time for the show that grew up believing it was easy to get razor blades into apples. It's Saturday, not Napsau. Yeah, yeah, no, I get Petey, I got it. What do we, there's, no, there's literally nothing on this script, Petey. I don't understand. What are we, uh, what are we doing? Uh, we're just, it's a real quick show, Ken. We're just going to have you uh, share some of your favorite Halloween memories, maybe tell a scary story that we can uh, get out of here uh, and get back to our families. I don't, I don't have a family, Petey. Uh, I do. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we, uh, why is there no script? Why is there no script? We, we have very talented writers on staff here. Uh, why, don't, why don't I have a script for the show, Petey? Uh, we, we don't really have uh, any writers on staff here, Ken. Uh, we, 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 you every now and then, but uh, you don't really pay them. Fine, fine, fine. If this, if this is what it takes to keep from paying anyone to help me, let's do it. What's uh, you, Tell the audience what the premise of the show is. Uh, you, you literally go to every party and brag about how you're the best host in the world. Why, why don't you host? It's not bragging if it's a fact, all right? I'm, just, I'm like a scientist of truth is what I am. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 70 of Saturday Night Napsack, a quick little bonus show because apparently it is Halloween and people love Halloween. And so we decided uh, since it's holiday, Halloween weekend, let's do a show. Um, whatever. I, You know, I was we're supposed to be doing this biweekly. It was in my contract. But I guess uh, I guess we're not following the contract anymore. Huh, Petey? Can you answer me that one? Uh, well, you, you took last week off uh, without really telling us. So uh, we had uh, Dutch Allen come in and do a, a Dutch show, and it was uh, that was a great time. Uh, but yeah, so it, you you didn't have a show that counts for your contract minimum requirement of broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, I saw a picture of Dutch Allen this week. Looks like he's going as the Crypt Keeper for Halloween. Nice costume, huh? Oh, wait, it's not a costume. He's an old bag. All right, let's do it. So here, what they've got going, according to the only notes I have on what they consider a script around here, is uh, that we're going to be telling some Hollywood memories. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to be telling some Halloween memories, uh, and then maybe they want me to do... Scary story? Is that what you? Is that what uh, Petey's giving me the thumbs up? He's he's not even going to join the conversation. All right, okay. Here's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell some memories. Share some memories of Halloween here on a special Saturday night napsack. How's that, Petey? You're the box of raisins in my trick or treat bag, Ken. Well, raisins are good. All right, let's get to the first memory. You know, as a kid, I wasn't even really allowed to celebrate Halloween. To do so would be to glorify Satan. 
The satanic scare was going very strong in the 80s, and it was a weird time for my parents and a lot of the other parents around them. They wanted to do their part to put out the fires of hell, but they also wanted to make sure their children got to experience the joys that were out there for them uh, in front of them with uh, with Halloween and uh, getting candy and costumes and... Uh, let's be honest, a little bit of a social life. They didn't want me to be uh, like the homeschool kids I knew who had no social skills, who, by the way, grew up just fine. So my parents would take me and my sister down the street to our church, where every year the church held something called the Hallelujah Hoedown. That's right. We were going to praise Jesus with our candy. Now, it should be noted, I'm a fan of Jesus. None of the story I'm telling here is to make fun of the Son of God or God. Absolutely not. No. But what I am here to say is, come on. It's a little weird. The Hallelujah Hoedown. They turned the church parking lot into an old west town. <laughs> it's just great because uh, it was all white people dressed up as cowboys. Ah, oh, yeah. That was about it. I guess they left some other things off the table. But it was a fun time indeed because uh, it's the fall. It's the harvest. It's uh, the Old West and candy. They definitely go together. So for a long time, I didn't get to dress up for Halloween. I got to wear a sheriff's costume. I say costume loosely. It was really an outfit I actually used to wear to school. I had a vest with shaggy leather fringes. I had a, a badge that said town sheriff. I had a bowl cut. And I had an open bag with what would hopefully be a bunch of candy going into it. And that was my costume. Oh, yeah, I should say I had nice cut of jeans and cowboy boots. Again, I used to wear this outfit to school, so it wasn't much of a costume, but it definitely fit. Occasionally, for some of the years, I would uh, have access to a cowboy hat, and I'd wear that. So we'd walk down the street, and ah, oh, the excitement was always brewing inside. Mm. Man, what kind of candy was I going to get? I mean, it was the same kind every year. But what kind of candy was I going to get? Now, you can't just get the candy handed to you. No, no, no. That'd be socialism. We had earned the candy. And we earned it in hilarious and fun and entertaining ways. No, actually, seriously, we did. It was actually kind of fun. We'd go around to booths that were set up around the parking lot, and the adults in the church, and maybe some of the older kids, who'd later go on to get divorced early because they got married at 18 and beat the wave of divorces that would come later. They would run these little booths and they'd have little games, flip up a ping pong ball and try to get on the bottle and win the prize. Uh, You could uh, throw uh, darts at a balloon. I'm sure the darts were totally safe, not plastic, Um, just like the lawn darts we had, which later on would be used to kill approximately 35 people in our neighborhood. And then after you successfully completed the little challenges in the game, you'd get a handful of candy from some parent in the church. Oh, man. Absolutely no razor blades were found there. No poison at all. Just good old-fashioned store-bought candy from the thrifty down the street and the J.J. Newberry, which is an underrated convenience store chain. That's right. Did you have a J.J. Newberry where you were when you grew up? Man, it was a lot of fun. Now, definitely, it was the second-rate, lower-rent version of the thrifties. Now, thrifties, for most of you, as you should know, became Rite Aid, that's right. Rite Aid, whatever that parent company is, they bought out Thrifty and they kicked that brand out and they uh, moved on in. But 
And it was telling, Rite Aid, the big corporate overlords that they were, kept the Thrifty brand ice cream because Thrifty, as you all know, was known for their ice cream. Man, chocolate malted crunch was my favorite. I did like the mint chip. I would try to mix them every now and then, but chocolate malted crunch and mint chip is kind of a weird combination. I don't recommend it. I think balancing your mint chip, if you're going to go with a combo, maybe a vanilla. Uh, Chocolate and mint, to me, doesn't really go together, but it might go together for you. And the best mint chip is definitely the fluorescent green kind. I bet there's no chemicals in that. Oh, man, the memories. But next door to that thrifty in my hometown was a J.J. Newberry. Oh, man, you walked into J.J. Newberry and you pull out a cart to go push around the store, and it had the anti-theft pole device. Oh, do you remember those as a kid? That's right. You ain't going to steal this cart, hippie. Mm-hmm, mm. This pole shoots 12 feet up from the cart, so high that a stripper could grab that pole and put on an exotic dance just for all of you. Ah, stripper's probably an offensive term, but I say it with respect. Is that okay, Petey? I pray every night that you get canceled. That's fair. That's fair. But seriously, it's a sign of respect. There's this one girl. Uh, her name was Lux. I don't think that was her Christian name, but she used to work down at the body shop on Sunset Strip. Uh, during the mid-2000s, I spent some time there with some friends. Oh, man. I remember that... You know what? Let's get back to the Halloween story. Anyways, J.J. Newberry was the kind of story you walk in, you pull that cart out with the 12-foot pole out of it, and you'd go up and down the aisles and have to step over clothes and food and toys that were thrown down from the shelves onto the aisle. Oh, man, it was like a hurricane and tornado and earthquake hit the store every morning. Did they have staff members to clean it up? I think so. I don't remember seeing a lot of staff members in the aisles. Just some really brow-beaten folks working the front cash registers. That's where I'd buy a lot of my baseball cards. Man, you know the wax packs? Those are great, but you know the... The, the, the cello packs? Yeah, those are the ones that were like all cellophane. And they had three, it was like three for the price of probably actually four, but it, was, it felt like you were getting a deal. And and if you were really kind of skilled, you could grab the pack of baseball cards on these cello uh, rack packs, I think uh, my friends and I also called them. And it was, uh, you know, you had three individual sta- stacks of cards wrapped in cellophane. And you could kind of, you could see the three. So now you got three cards right on the top and you would see. You're like, oh, if I buy this rack pack, I'm going to definitely come away with a Dickie Thon, a Dave Schmidt, and look at that, a Tim Raines. He's a superstar. This is the pack I want to get. And then you flip it over in the back, then you get three more cards that you knew you were going to get. Oh, look, I'm going to get a manager card, John McNamara of the Red Sox. That's awesome. Ooh, look at this. I'm going to get a Jim Rice, Red Sox superstar. And look at this. I'm going to get a checklist. And then you look at that pack. And then you, if, if, if no one from the store was looking, and trust me, no one at J.G. Newberry cared, you would slide uh, kind of with your thumbs. You'd move the, the package a little bit. You could see maybe some cards on the inside. Could you get a Don Mattingly? Oh, I, well, that's what I was hoping for. Could you get like a Jose Canseco? Man, what a hero to look up to. Yeah, you would, and, and then you would, you would kind of, and then maybe, maybe you could see that, uh, hmm? Cat, cat, hey, what cat, now? cat. This, this has nothing to do with Halloween anymore. Can we get it back to uh, what you were talking about, that hallelujah hoedown thing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's boring. I got a lot of candy. They'd have a pieting contest, which was kind of fun. And then my dad actually made out of like a large piece of plywood this thing where he cut out like, you know, a head shape and you could, three people could stick their heads in then. They'd look like a little prospector or like a cowboy. 
And God, I hope that's all all he put on there. I can't remember that part. And then, you know, people would throw pies at him, like cream pies. It was like an, it was like the big event. And I, I thought my dad, I consider my dad like a superstar for making that. I tell all my friends, my dad made that. And then uh, they'd ignore me because I went to a public school and they uh, they got sent to a, a private Christian school and I was kind of the outcast of the church. It, it, it's really not a great story, Petey. Uh, uh, maybe we tell them. Maybe we go to that second memory and keep this keep this about Halloween. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, as you can tell by that story about the Hallelujah Hoedown, I didn't dress up for Halloween a lot. Now, there was two years, fifth and sixth grade, I did get to dress up as Pee Wee Herman, but that was mostly because I had had a birthday party both years, fifth and sixth grade, where the theme of the party was Pee Wee's Playhouse. So I had the costume, and I, I got to wear the Pee Wee uh, Herman costume to the, to the church event, which was... Probably, again, why a lot of kids from the church were not encouraged to hang out with me. Again, the problem isn't Jesus or God. Might be some of the people at the church. Anyways, so because I grew up with that, uh, I didn't celebrate Halloween. I didn't focus on it. I still don't. I mean, I have candy all year round. So a couple weeks during the fall where candy's now the focus, uh, quite frankly, I'm a little resentful of that. It's like, join the party, pal. I'm celebrating candy all year long. Mmm, absolutely. I kind of go for Reese's uh, Nut Rages bar right now. That's, mmm, I haven't had dinner yet. Anyways, in 2009, I had just come out of a long-term relationship, a relationship that lasted about four years. The last year and a half or so was done long distance. She had uh, gone to uh, uh, get her master's degree at uh, East Tennessee State in Johnson City, Tennessee, and so... um, the relationship was, uh, you know, uh, the end was, we could see it coming, but we both didn't want it to end because we had a real nice relationship. And so yeah, we were kind of holding on. And then finally, fall of 2009, it kind of wrapped up and I was heartbroken. And Halloween was here. And uh, my roommate at the time uh, said, hey, you want to go to, uh, you know, a Halloween party? And I was like, I, I just don't do that. But then I got invited by some friends at work. When I say friends at work, I mean some really attractive women. And they worked at the jewelry store that I uh, would walk by every day as one of the security directors of the Northridge Mall. And they said, would you like to go to uh, our Halloween party? And I said, suddenly, I have an interest in Halloween. Now, not because of them. Uh, I think they were both spoken for. Uh, But a man can dream. But I think they've got to have some friends, right? And it's Halloween. And I hear on Halloween, some ladies like to sacrifice their long-held morals. So, hey, maybe this can all be a perfect storm for this lonely, sad sack that I was becoming. And let's be honest, always was. So, my roommate said, hey, yeah, yeah, let's go to that, and then we can go to this other one, and we'll end up at our favorite bar, this Irish pub in Toluca Lake. And I went, oh, that sounds like a great plan. The problem is, I don't really have anything to dress up as, because I don't do costumes. And it's not that I don't appreciate people who do costumes. You all go balls out. Uh... Petey, can I say balls out? Uh, that's probably the least of your worries tonight. Right, 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 right. So, haha, yes, here's what happens. Uh, I decide, you know what? I'm going to dress up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna commit to this idea. And I had about three weeks to do this. I figure, what could it be? Now, then you could go with the pop culture route, right? Like every year uh, you look around, there's some kind of uh, meme-worthy Halloween costume or some big show or movie or pop culture event from the last year, and uh, people decide, yeah, I'm going to dress up like that. And then all 50 of you show up to the same party because you all had the same idea. <laughs> it's definitely not embarrassing when 19 of your friends post on Instagram wearing the same 
costume. Man, that's great. Anyways, ha- Halloween. Yeah, it's nice. So I decide, you know, who's one of my favorites of all time? And I really like this guy. And I, and I think it's kind of a, um, a quaint pop culture reference. This is 2009, after all. I dress up as the great pro wrestler, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, as fate would have it, just a few months later, I would actually meet Rowdy Roddy Piper at the Hollywood Improv. And then just a few months later, I would be actually on the comedy stage with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Then just a few months after that, I'd be in a wrestling ring with Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's like the best couple months of my life. Huh, crazy. Can we talk about that? Petey, what about that? Uh, was it on Halloween? No, no, I just said that. Then no, keep going. Halloween memory. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um... So I dressed up. I got I got a, a shirt, a hot rod shirt. I got it from the WWE store. Only cost me like fifty bucks. And then I got some tape uh, for my wrists, some some athletic tape. And I, I went and got some knee pads. Now, I didn't have wrestling boots, but I work boots. And I kind of wore some high white socks to make it look like you know Piper did sometimes in the ring. Um, but the hardest thing was the kilt. I needed to find not just a kilt. But the style of kilt Rowdy Roddy Piper wore. And he wore several different kinds over the years. And I'm sure they all represented his his clan, his tombs clan. Now, Piper is, you know, is Scottish. But he was uh, kind of a, a Canadian by birth and by heart. But he, he definitely was Scottish. That wasn't a lie. A lot of other things in pro wrestling are a lie. But that wasn't. So I searched and searched and searched. And, you know, eventually settled on print, uh, uh, colors or whatever they are, that, that looked like one of the ones that Piper wore at one point in his career. But at one point, not every point. So I, I laid awake for a couple of nights. I'm like, is this the one I want? Is this, should I, should I go for that one? Like, what's the pattern? Like, is this, are people going to recognize that this Piper, if it's from like around WrestleMania 8 era, are they going to want to see the WrestleMania 1, Rock and Jock Connection, or excuse me, Rock and Wrestling Connection. Rock and Jock, though, is a great show. I kind of missed that anyways. Um, I, I laid awake at night for a long time deciding, which kilt should I buy? Uh, did, Ken, did, did you end up buying the kilt? Yes, Peter. I, I bought one of the kilts. Look, I, great. You bought the kilt. Let's move on with the story. I got, I got two kids getting their costumes back home right now, and, and we're, we're losing the light. I got to go trick. Oh, that's precious, Petey. That's great. That's great. What are your smelly, dirty kids dressing up as this year? Uh, one is going in a uh, squid game costume. That's going to be great. No, no one's thinking of that. And then the other one is going as uh, Dr. BJ Honeycutt from MASH. Oh, that's going to be a fun memory to discuss in therapy years from now. That's awesome. Anyways, yeah, I bought the kilt, and I ended up, I, I go as Rowdy Roddy Piper. And we go to the party, and I take some fun pictures. A lot of people, uh, the, the host of the party, these uh, unattainable women looking under my uh, kilt, and I had worn, I had worn not only underpants. I, I didn't go, I didn't do it the way you'd want to do traditionally with the kilt. I wore some underpants and then some athletic shorts over it. Um, and uh, they looked under the kilt, and they yeah, took some funny pictures, and, and then that was it. Um I was no one, no girls were interested. A lot of people were a- actually asking what my costume was. Um, everyone there was some kind of sexy, slutty version of everything, which, you know, now it, that's kind of a cliche joke to make about Halloween. I think we've moved past that as a society, but it's also, it's also the fact like every, everyone, it looked like some sort of weird eyes wide shut part I didn't know what so we left it was I don't maybe adults shouldn't celebrate Halloween maybe that's what I'm thinking about maybe that's the moral of the story maybe maybe uh, maybe, maybe but is there also a point to this one 
Hot damn, you're pushy tonight, Petey. But yeah, there is a point. Yeah, the point I point was I, I had been drinking a little bit, and, and I wasn't driving. My friend was driving at the time, my, my old roommate. And um, we, we went to the other party. It, we, it was kind of a bust. We didn't go. So then and, and I drank some more. Then we ended up going to our favorite Irish pub, Timmy Nolan's, where um, the bartender was dressed up, and we both kind of had a collective crush on her. Uh, her name was Rocky. She actually was the, in the opening dance sequence of my best friend's wedding. She's like the main dancer. And, oh, uh, you know. Um, and so we were both down there kind of trying to get her to pay attention to us. Uh, spoiler. Um, I don't, I haven't talked to her in years. So, um, yeah, so then, like, uh, I still saw the costumes on it, and then people at the bar were, oh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, it was great. But I, I had been drinking a lot. Then we get to the bar, and I had some more to drink. And, um, I really needed to go to the bathroom. Really needed to pee. And so, as the pain in my kidneys grew, I, I found the time to, to go to the bathroom and, and kind of wait in line. It was a tiny bar, like the downstairs part. Everyone knew, like, oh, that guy's going to take a piss. And I got a little, always got a little self-conscious about that. Like, I would sometimes pretend to walk out the back of the bar, where there was like a little smoking section outside. And then I'd go out there and I'd be like, oh, I'm just checking messages on my BlackBerry. Mm. All right, I guess nothing. I'll walk back in. Oh, look, there's the bathroom. I'll, I'll guess I'll just pop in. I don't know. It was a weird thing in my head. But here I am. Rowdy Rowdy Piper's going to the bathroom. And so I get in there. And, and then here's the problem. I had the kilt on. And I had, a, I had to... Um, I had to... Remove the kilt. Like, lift it up and, and hold it. But then I, then I had the, like, kind of athletic, like, exercise, exercise shorts on. And they got no barn door, you know, because they're outerwear. But I had been using them as underwear. And then I had underpants on, which do have a barn door. But I'll be honest with you. We've not perfected the barn door technology on on, on underpants. We really haven't. I think that's an issue that needs to be brought to light, Petey. And so now I had all these layers to get through just to uh, get the fire hose out to for the fire. And it, and it was really uncomfortable. Now I'm thinking people are thinking I'm, I'm pooping. And I don't want that to have. I don't want anyone to think that at this bar. And I and I, I couldn't. I you know how do you do it? And I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, you know then I didn't really consider myself someone completely aware and plugged into the issues of uh, the the women of the world, right? You know, like I wasn't. Uh, it was lost in my own kind of you know white man haze. And I, it was in that moment that as I'm trying to hold up this skirt. Pull down this like at this exercise pant, and and find the barn door. Then I was like, women go through this every day. Man, it was the first time I'd seen their perspective on anything. It kind of changed me, Petey. It changed me. And uh, this this is the Halloween memory you wanted to share. Uh oh, that's, it was yeah, that's right. It was on Halloween. Can, can you all right? Can we can you tell can you tell a scary story? Can you tell a scary Halloween story? Maybe uh, at this. Godforsaken show. This show is more haunting than anything I've heard. But how about a scary story? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got a scary story for you. All right, Petey. Uh, but first, I need you to do me a favor, producer of the show. Turn off this like memories music, which I know you use for Dutch's show. Can you give me like a scary, spooky rainstorm or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, right, all right, here we go. Oh, that's heck, you know what I gotta tell you, Petey. That's the first nice producing you've ever done for me. That's good. That's that's great. I love that. Uh, uh you're welcome. Just tell the damn story. Oh yeah. All right, sunshine. Okay, here we go. So yes, here's your scary story. It was a late night, 
2018. I had not been feeling that good. I had a little something going on with my sinuses. And then the infection had moved down into my lung. I was hacking and coughing. Congestion was getting worse and worse. I went to the local CVS, which is a better choice than Rite Aid, but I sometimes like to go to the Walgreens in our neighborhood because there was a guy named Mel that worked there that was really, really nice. Stay, stay, stay on target here, please. For the love of God, Ken, stay on target. All right, all right, all right, all right, okay. So there I was. Store-bought, over-the-counter medicines, not doing the job. The sinus infection was getting worse. It was getting worse and worse. I tried to go to bed early. Took a lot of, like, Robitussin. Took a lot of, like, NyQuil. Took a lot of whiskey. You should probably not mix all three. But I did. Scary. So, went to bed. This is about three or four days into the illness. A lot of people have been telling me, you should go to the doctor. But here was the scary part. I did not have insurance. Because you see, I had been laid off from Collider not too long ago. Technically, people say Collider, but what they really mean is Complex Media and their parent company and their parent company. They had technically done the laying off. Collider had just said it was a good idea to cut me first. And on that Friday that I was laid off, I lost my insurance at 2 o'clock that day. Uh, here it was a couple months later, and I still didn't have insurance because I still didn't have a job. <laughs> I was living off credit cards. So here I was with this serious sinus infection. I couldn't breathe. I had trouble hearing. I was coughing. I was achy. I was feverish. My body was trying to tell me we neither need either to get this out or we might die. But I couldn't go to the doctor and get the medical help I needed because I lacked insurance. Uh, Kat, Kat, is there like a ghost or goblin or something in this story? Like a poltergeist or like a bump in the night? Like what, What's scary about this story? I just said it, Petey. I just said it. Are you not listening to the story? I just said it. The scary part of the story is I was sick and I didn't have insurance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, no, I guess that's scary, but it's also just a hellish nightmare all of us have to, uh, have to live with at some point. And, and quite frankly, when you have insurance, it's even even more scary sometimes so uh, uh, alright uh, finish finish the story so there I was sleeping trying to sleep but I think the NyQuil the Robitussin and the whiskey finally started to work and I passed out a deep dreamless slumber and then I woke up at 6 in the morning with this gunky ooze yellow and green with infection pouring out of my Eyeball socket. All down my nose, onto my face, lips, mouth, beard, pillow. Oh, it was disgusting. But there I was, covered in my own illness. It was at that point that I decided that I needed 
to drive myself to the emergency room. Yeah, good, good, like a friend or you know, girlfriend driving. Petey, I believe in personal responsibility. If I was the one sick, I was going to be the one that dealt with it, okay? All right? You, you okay? I don't want to make make myself a burden for anyone. You got it? Uh, my, my apologies, Ken. My apologies, Ken. Uh, carry on. Ra- wrap this up. Wrap this up. No one's listening this far, Petey. Come on. So, I went to the emergency room, checked myself in, and the most scariest part of the story, I had to pay out of pocket. Yeah, yeah I, actually, that, that, that is pretty scary. Uh, good job, Ken. Let's, let's wrap up the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Petey. That, made, that makes me feel better. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's wrap up the show here. All right, there you go. That's episode 70 of Saturday Night Napsack. A little special spooky Halloween show for you there. Special thanks to, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I used my own voices this week. But, hey, uh, special thanks to all those Patreon supporters in the past that have uh, submitted me a pre-roll or a Morning Drive Media Station identification. You can do so by supporting over on Patreon, and I'll tell you how over there. Uh, support me at patreon.com slash catnapsack. Saturday Night Napsack is still technically on Jemmy. And two of you have used it. Jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsock. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for the help with the radio clips. Also for the graphics he does over on Pop Rock and Radio. Check out Sean's Tea Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash Sean. And, and by the way, you like music? Then listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout the website at hwfmradio.com every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. And check out my show, Ken Napsock's Pop Rock and Radio on Mixcloud, and now an embedded link on my website. Uh, so now it's even easier to listen to great music with me. And visit that website, KenAppsack.com, for information on upcoming comedy shows. Got DC in December and more on the way. Follow us on Twitter at uh, KenAppsack, us, that's me, and the company at M Drive Media. And finally, as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsack, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, laugh responsibly. The scariest thing is that Ken still has a career. Hey, all right.